With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on, you can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24 7 customer support and specialists to help with hard to find products. Because you've got everyone's back, we've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today on the Zabecast, the calm before the Game 6 storm tonight in Milwaukee. Do the Bucks have what it takes? More importantly, why does winning attract such a crowd? Kevin Sheehan joins me today. We talk about the new Manning and Manning alt channel for Monday nights in the NFL and the overall business of sports TV and why the NFL prints money. Your 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, July 20, 2021. Thank you for downloading the podcast. You know what happened in 1969 on July 20th? Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. Wouldn't it be fitting that the Bucks would win the NBA championship some, okay, 40, no, 52, 69, yeah, 52 years, look at the math on me, 52 years to the date after Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Wouldn't that be something? What does that have to do with anything? Well, I just thought it would be kind of neat. It's not like Neil Armstrong's from Milwaukee. It's not like there's any real connection. Still, though, on this date in history, the sense of excitement here as I have just arrived on Monday night, is palpable, and it's going to be bonkers downtown at the Deer District tonight. We will be there, our station, 97.3 The Game, 
a full complement of hosts and producers and program director, young and old. We're not going to be in the game. We're going to be at one of the bars, Uncle Buck's. So go to Uncle Buck's next time you're in Milwaukee and uh, thank them for letting us set up camp. We are not comped for this, by the way. The fact that we got a table is only because we leveraged our might as a radio station. That's how crazy it is. They're building more capacity. They say they're expecting 65,000 people outside. I don't believe that. There'll be a shit ton of them. But I didn't believe the 20,000 prior to this. The 50 to 60, I again, I guess I'll believe it when I see it, but it just sounds like a bit much. So, I was thinking about this because people are all excited. The town is all abuzz. And it's been 50-plus years since the Bucks won a championship, that the city won a championship in anything, including, of course, the Brewers, who got to the World Series in 82 but lost, got to the NLCS against the Dodgers and lost in seven a couple years back. So it would be the first major championship. Yes, the AHL hockey team, the Admirals, won a championship not so long ago. There was an indoor soccer league that plays here that won a championship. But let's be honest, this would be a major championship for a city that's got a lot wrapped up in these finals. And it's got a lot wrapped up in terms of being a city that once had the greatness of Kareem and the Big O. And they went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2001 and they came up against a Sixers team with a much more marketable star in Allen Iverson, even though... I mean, the Bucks had a great team that year and a great coach in George Carl. We're talking big dog Sam Cassell, Ray Allen, bunch of supporting cast players, Vin Baker, Tim Thomas, etc. Couldn't get it done, though, in part because Dikembe Mutombo had 18 free throws in the seventh game, deciding game, in Philadelphia. And that's when a lot of Bucks fans really felt like, my God, the, the fu- it's not that the fix is in, but the thumb is so heavily on the scale against us. And then you saw from the greatness of the Kareem and Oscar Robertson era, you saw the near miss in the 2001 Eastern Conference Finals and the feeling like the league was never going to let this small flyover city have their day in the sun, to the rise of the super team in the NBA. And the thought that, well, if we ever do get a really good player, he's only here for his first rookie contract and then... He's gone. Of course, they had a number of either number one overall picks or top five picks who looked very promising went down with injury. Andrew Bogut blew up his elbow. I called him Bogut. Andrew Bogut. (laughs) It's because the boom goes the dynamite guy. All I do is say Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut blew up his elbow going up for a dunk and landing on it in a gruesomely awkward fashion. Jabari Parker blew out his knee, was never the same afterwards. I think he was the third overall pick. But then Giannis comes as not a top pick, but an intriguing prospect. And he blossoms. And he blossoms. And he becomes an absolute monster. A league MVP. A stat stuffing, is this really real? A seven-footer who can run the court, who has guard skills, dribbling, etc., etc. Yeah, it was real. But the feeling was he's leaving. He's going to opt out. Sorry, Milwaukee was great, but I've got to go do my thing. He stayed, and that was huge. And so this city that has been longing for a championship that has to put up with the pot shots from the coastal media like ESPN, terrible city, 
is on the verge of something pretty amazing. And I am just humbled and lucky to be a bit of a ride-along in this. I'm going to tread very lightly as a newfound Bucks fan because, look, I haven't paid the price in blood and tears and anger and all that stuff that goes into being a sports fan because I haven't suffered through marginal Bucks teams and shitty ideas and bad breaks and the feeling like the league is rigged against them. Oh, I've seen that with the Wizards, but the Wizards have been more incompetent. The Wizards have had a worse record, let's say, since 2001, and they didn't even sniff anything in 2001, much less the Eastern Conference Finals, which Milwaukee did. So if they were to win tonight, this is for every Bucks fan who suffered through a lot of shitty to marginal at best basketball. And I know who they are, and I've talked to them, and I've seen their jersey collection, including some of the awful purple jerseys the Bucks were into once upon a time. And I will feel really, really good for them. Speaking of feeling, there was a, uh, there's a gal that's part of our extended radio station family. Her name is Bethany Pagel, and she is the wife of James Pagel, who is our absolutely one of our top sales guys and a great dude who loves sports. And Bethany Pagel, his wife, who we got to know on the trip to Mexico last winter, is not so much of a sports fan. In fact, not really at all. But God bless those two kids. They make a go of it. As we were leaving Mexico, she had on a T-shirt at the airport that read, quote, just say no to sports, and it had some silly logo on it. And it was from one of those kitschy, like, Etsy sites. Just say no to sports. And I stopped her in line as we were waiting to check, and I go, Bethany, what, 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 what do you mean? What is that? Oh, she's like, oh, just say no to sports. So we got to talking, and she, says, she, she said, and correctly so, these athletes make so much money. We waste money on tax dollars on stadiums. It's so dumb. These guys get arrested. Da, 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 da. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong on a lot of it. There's a lot of reasons that at times I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm with her. Say no to sports. It's all a big hustle. But then you can't say no to sports. Not when, you're, not when the team in the city like this gets going. And you get to know the players and you get to watch the players. You see them work as a team. You see them loving on each other as fellow teammates and picking each other up when they have a bad game. One guy has a bad game, the other guy picks it up. That teamwork thing, oh, that's, that's what sports is about right there. That's what gets people hooked. People want to be a part of sports. And they love being a part of winning, of course. All of this is dependent on winning. There's not as much enthusiasm over perennial losers. But when a team wins, the reason people love sports and they show up in a downtown empty gravel parking lot to stand for hours and drink very expensive beers and wait in line for a porta potty that smells like the underbelly of Satan's ass is because they want to be a part of something. They want to be a part of something. They want to feel something, happiness, joy, anger, excitement, nervousness. They want to feel, they want to be a part of something, and most importantly, they want to be inspired by something or someone. And sports does that. No matter how much you want to hate on it, that's what it does. So there is a potential magical night 
on tap, downtown Milwaukee. Here's the schedule. Before I bring Sheehan on, I've got another podcast totally unrelated to sports to tide you over on Wednesday morning. If they win, and I... My voice is already gone. If they win, and it's an all-nighter, and I'm banged up as shit on Wednesday, I don't know how long, how coherent, or how good the Wednesday for Thursday morning podcast will be, but I will make every effort humanly possible to get that out. If it goes the other way, and we can tell early on, like, oh, shit, they just don't have it tonight. We're going to a game seven. Eh, We might be on a more regular schedule. I might just say, all right, let's go get some sleep. Otherwise, we're going through the night, and it's going to be wild. So there's the schedule for the rest of the week, knock on wood. It's going to be fun to be a part of it. Hello, Kevin Sheehan. How are you? Hello, Steve. What was the greatest sporting event you've ever attended in person? The Washington-Dallas NFC Championship game in nineteen in January of 1983. Holy shit. The Wham Bam, it's the Redskins cover of SI game? Yeah. I mean, that, that Zabe, is the <laughs> most memorable sporting event I've ever been to because obviously I had a vested interest. And still to this day, I think it is the loudest, most raucous, most amped up stadium or oh, yeah. arena I've ever been in. Oh, without a doubt. And it had the added elements of it was a gateway to the Super Bowl, which was huge. And we got to pack it up a rival's ass that day, the most hated rival, the Cowboys, knocked out their starting quarterback and then had this amazing tip ball interception and monster spike by Daryl Grant that brought the old house down. You can't get much better than that. Yeah, I mean, in, in that the rivalry rivalry at that point was as great as you know it's ever been, and it w- it was that way for ten years preceding it, and it would be that way for another fifteen or twenty years after it. But that was also a revenge game because the only loss that Washington had in that strike-shortened season was at home to the Cowboys, and they got beat pretty badly. And, you know, Zay, they were an underdog. Washington was an underdog in that NFC Championship game at home um, against the Cowboys. The Cowboys were supposed to win that game. So I'll just never forget, we never as – a family, my father and my and my brother and I, we never got to games early. We were, you know, always <laughs> walking in as the game was kicking off. And, you know, like you, my father was definitely of the uh, ale mindset. So we would take off pretty early, but that day... Was that game different, I hope? The, that, ga- that day was different. We got to the stadium 45 minutes before kickoff, and I swear to you, there was not an empty seat in the stadium, and the entire stadium oh, was yeah. chanting, we, we want, want Dallas. Dallas. 45 <laughs> minutes before kickoff. It was crazy. I know. Well, the reason I ask is because my young producer, Josh, is at a severe dilemma right now. He has a severe case of not FOMO, Kevin, but ROMO. FOMO, fear of missing out, is one thing. Right. He's got regret of missing out because he had a chance to put up a bid in, not a bid, but he had a chance to put his fingers on some Game 6 tickets 
for only about $250 upper bowl back when there was three games into the series and right. said, eh, let me wait a second. And now it's a thousand just to get in standing room only. And he yeah. is ready to jump in front of a train. So I've been telling him, I'm like, look, Josh, you, you don't, I know you don't make much money. It, it's, it's reckless to spend a thousand or more dollars for standing room only. I said, just be with us, the station at the bar setup we have in the Deer District, high five and drink and eat, and it'll be just as good. But he has a real imperative to be in the game, which I wanted your thoughts on that. Because being well, in the game is a still romantic idea of that is a pure sports experience. Well, look, you and I don't like going to games anymore. I know you're No, I know. Generally speaking, no. Right, but yeah. we're but but for big games like this, I yes. can understand it. He was like, I'll take any ticket that I can afford. And I go, but what if you're sitting next to a bunch of Todds that you don't know? How special well, is that going to be? You know, I guess that's true. You you got to get two and at least go with somebody. Right. You you know, you're you're going to drink beers with. You're going to be nice and and ready right. when you walk in there. But I, I I'm sort of with him because I, you know, for me, like the next time Maryland gets to a Final Four, as an example, Are there's you no chance I'm missing. Okay. I, you know, the final four game or, you know, a national championship game, you know, some of them, the, some of the biggest games in recent years here in town were Maryland Duke games when yes. Maryland was in the ACC tickets were going for 3000 bucks just to get in the building. <laughs> um, but I don't love going to games anymore, but yeah, for, the, for, for that game tomorrow night, it would be cool to be in that arena. I was thinking the same thing when the Islanders, I thought that that uh, you know that arena on Long Island with those fans, even though I'm not even a hockey guy, no, you're not to be in that arena for a couple of those playoff games. Well, would have been awesome. That yeah, because they were exciting, dynamic, and they had a chance to win it all. Plus, they were closing the building, so yeah, it'd be it, akin to us a, going to the, the final New York days thing too. Yeah, right. Exactly. The New York thing's always a, you know a, a, a sort of amped up electricity wise, you know, a, a, a level higher, but. The Bucks home games have been phenomenal. You can feel it coming through the television set. So if I were a fan of that team, even just as a basketball fan, it would be cool to be there tomorrow night. What does it take to win in the NBA now? Are we still in the super team era, do you think? Well, I've said this for several years when it comes to the NBA because you know I'm one of the only people that loves the NBA. <laughs> no, you're um, not. There's <laughs> plenty of guys that do. Well, Rosillo, yeah, Simmons, like Wilbon. Um, it takes uh, having a top five player in the league. If you go back, the last time a team won the title without an obvious top Pistons. five player in the league, it was the Pistons of yeah. 2004. Yeah. Since then, every single team that's won it has had an obvious top five player, and I think Giannis is an obvious top five player. Now, if Phoenix were to win it, and it looked you know, early on in this series like they were going to, I would have just talked, chalked it up to a weird year. Because I do think if Kawhi Leonard hadn't gotten hurt, that the Clippers would be on the verge of a title. I think that. I think had Kyrie and Harden, Played sure. the full series full strength. Definitely. Uh, there's or if, the, the, AD and, if, if AD had been healthy and mm-hmm. LeBron was healthy, the Lakers would have had a chance. But, yeah, definitely the, the, the Kyrie Harden thing. And for me, even more so, because I always thought the Nets were a little bit, um, a little bit vulnerable. 
I, I think that the Clippers really had it going with Kawhi. He had had a couple of the great performances in those, you know, first in that first month of the playoffs. And I, I thought that they were the best team when, when he had it going. All right. So how do the Wizards then put together a team that can make a run? <laughs> they got, you got to get lucky. You got to get a top five player. I mean, or, they don't have one in Beal right now? Or what's no, Beal? Beal. T- 12, 11? He's somewhere in the closer to fifteen than ten. What's Westbrook? Uh, not even in the in the top twenty anymore. Whoa! You're, you can't. You can't. You're you're not going to advance deep into the postseason with Russell Westbrook as your best player or second best player. If it's we ever get if we ever get a top fiver, do you think that guy will be able to recruit to Washington? That's a really good question. I don't know why Washington hasn't been a desired spot for big time free agents, you know, in the past, especially the more recent past when, you know, they have been a more competitive team. At least they were with John and and Bradley there for a few years. Um, It's weird, right? Nobody seems to ever consider Washington. Kevin Durant's hometown. He didn't even give them a meeting. I know it was so Um, embarrassing. And they had ramped up their entire salary structure. To have at least a run at him, and he's like, "I'm busy." What? Yeah, they let a re- they they didn't re-sign Ariza, who was crucial that first year to them, you know, getting pretty close to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you know, they ended up signing Paul Pierce for a year. But um, I I threw out today on my show, you know, Dame Lillard wants to get traded. Now I don't think he wants to come to Washington, but I I would give up Westbrook and everybody else, not and every pick not named Beal or Hachimura to get Lillard. Because I think Lillard, Beal, Hachimura, who could be sort of a rising, you know, all-star type, I think it would put them in the conversation of top four in the East. All right, here's one for you. If I said you can either pick your choice between Luka or Giannis or anyone else in the NBA, what would you say? You can pick either Luca or Giannis or anyone else in the NBA right now. Who do you take? Any, uh, I would I would take the option of anybody else in the NBA. Okay, and who would you target? So, I mean, is this for a year? Or no, is this, th- for- this is this is going forward. Imagine that you can keep, get them and keep them for the in this, so you get a factor age into it as well. You got a factor agent. You're not going to pick LeBron because that's a short-term answer. <clears throat> well, it wouldn't be Luka, um, but it would. Be, I'd be tempted on Giannis, but I don't think I'd go Giannis. I think I'd go Durant. Um, Still, I yeah, I think. And trust me, I know that I have a Kawhi obsession more than most, <laughs> and I think he is definitely a little bit odd and a little bit um, high maintenance, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I still believe, along with Giannis, he's the best two-way player in the game, and I think he's a, a, a better clutch player. Um, it, that's tough, though. Okay. It would not be Luka, though. Why, what, like, don't, I, why don't you like about Luka? I, I love Luka, but I, I think that he is definitely a top-five-ish kind of guy, but... I don't know if he's a guy that carries you to a title. You know, he's not. Giannis is so unique. He's essentially like like um, recently Legler described him. I thought it was so well put when he said he's he's a center with a handle. Um, he's such a unique player, and and I and I love him. 
personally, as a fan of the sport, I love him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, there's something about Luca. You know, I think big, I don't. He's not. He's not LeBron. He's not Kawhi. I don't know that he has that extra gear. I think he's going to be a great player, but I. I that that's a tough question. Okay. That's a tough question. The uh, the final, not the final play, but the game winning play the other night was. By the way, work. it's Durant. It's, it's Durant. Durant. Okay, fine. Especially after the the game six and game seven, he had okay. The, 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 the game-winning play the other night was a work of art if you're a, yeah. a Bucks fan. It was also arguably reckless and stupid. I had a friend who sent me a video. His wife took a video of the final minute, and as soon as Holiday got that steal, he's screaming, hold it, hold it. Then he, <laughs> said, he saw the alley-oop and thought it was a shot and flung himself to the floor screaming in horror and missed the fact it was this amazing alley-oop plus one to basically win the game. Was that a defensible play, or did it just work out? No, I think it was a defensible play. I think they've played aggressively. I love that. You know, the bottom line is is you you dunk and you give them. How much time would have been left had Chris Paul not fouled Giannis? A few more seconds. A few more seconds. Because they would have closed so, in quickly. It took about as long. So they, they they had, what, seven seconds and change left once the uh, – Yeah, I want to say that there was like, you know, a six or seven second under differential. Under yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I love – Drew Holiday to me had just one of the great games of what's been a postseason of great individual performances. It was such a great play. I think in that spot, I err on the side of being aggressive and taking an absolute for sure three-point lead instead of getting fouled and needing to make two free throws to take a three-point lead. And then, obviously, they got the benefit of you know the Chris Paul push and Giannis actually right. delivering on the free throw. <laughs> but I didn't have a problem with it. It's totally defensible. The, to play. the overall athletic poetry of these guys, these utter freaks athletically, is amazing to watch, though. You can't deny that. The whole postseason's been phenomenal. There was that stretch through game three of this series where we didn't have a competitive game for like two weeks, but the last two games in this series have been great. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap, 
and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. All right, let's uh, pivot to the NFL. Did you see... Did you see the uh, the Packers, because they're the only team that's essentially a public team, they have right. to file a financial report, which no other owner does, and they reported like a $39 million loss last year because of no fans, which, you know, that was the headline, Packers report loss. But you know they made a shit ton of money in other areas. The business of the NFL is flabbergasting to me because with television being what it is, it's really just a printing press at this point. What was their, um, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I saw the headline, and I know as a publicly traded team, they have to, they're the one one of 32 that has to essentially report their numbers. Right. What was the cut of like, for each of the 32 teams television money-wise? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure <clears throat> okay. it was a shit ton. The, the bottom line is, see, I read a story about the future of television, or actually the present, which is very grim. Primetime TV has lost 90% of its ad impressions, this story said, in the last 20 years. That you can't, like the juice is no longer there. It's not even not worth the squeeze, and it's just not there. Yet football and live sports has replaced it, as that's the whole television ecosystem right now. Exactly. You know, the the live sporting events and the NFL's king of that um, continue to be the one vehicle for advertisers that works in, in, in traditional TV. You know, one of the things I've always thought that's interesting is the NFL is a standalone 32 team business is like, you know, a 12, 13, 14 billion dollar top line business. But each one of these teams you know, is a big business, but, you know, they wouldn't be anywhere near like the top of NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. They're like $400, $500 million top line businesses. And then the big difference between these teams after the TV money is how much and how creative are they with these other revenue streams. With no fans, everybody was going to take a hit on that revenue line last year. Here's, here's Here's your television number. $309 $309 million in national broadcast team. rights to each, yeah, to each team. NFL team, which was a new record up 4.5% from last year. Yeah, I mean, the NFL put nobody in the stands and still had a booming year um, overall. <laughs> it's really incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you just have to look at that. The, the Packers' um, numbers more closely, uh, the, the other sources of revenue clearly fell off, you know, significantly, and they had But they didn't feel it. Like, yeah, but I don't think any of these teams or these owners felt it. Like, it was literally oh, no, no, no. a one-year blip. And so I'm just trying to think, what, if ever, could cause the NFL to fall on unstable ground? Because I can't see it. 
I can't see it either in, you know, our good friend Tommy, uh, Tom Lavero, you know, always says the NFL eventually will go the way of boxing boxing and horse racing because it'll be too violent. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's because Tommy, our boy, loves boxing and horse racing. Those used to be the two number one beats in American sports writing. I I understand that. But, you know, his point is eventually it'll become too dangerous and and they will do away with it. Well, they're not going to because there's always going to be. Um, a a demographic in this country that uses sports, no matter how violent, no matter how dangerous, as a way out. You know the yes. the the overall people playing football at a youth level has dropped, you know, significantly over the last ten, you know, plus years. But it hasn't um, dropped evenly because in the deep south. That's right. And in Florida and other places, they're still playing at a very high level. A lot and of those times. kids who aren't playing are watching even more. <laughs> yes. I, I think they are, especially with fantasy and now legalized gambling. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, did you see this Manning and Manning Monday Night Football alternate channel that was announced tonight? Today? No. Okay. Are you ready for Peyton and Eli Manning on Monday night? Apparently, they are going to be doing an alternate broadcast 10 weeks this year. And the deal is for three years and 30 games. Financial terms were not disclosed, but they figured to be in the multiple millions of dollars. And their broadcast will be on ESPN, too. Wait a minute. Eli and Peyton Manning, with who's doing play-by-play? Uh, I don't know exactly. Initially, Peyton and Eli's production will be on ESPN2 with the chance it could end up on ESPN+. Plus. They will not have to travel to games as the megacast option will originate from remote locations. So in other words, they're megacasting the big primetime games in the NFL and they've roped in the Manning boys. So they're going to do the thing that they do with like the national championship game yes. they have other channels and they've got like two guys just sitting there watching the game and talking about the game or calling the game. First of all, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for who is it? It's Riddick. I, I don't even know who does Monday night football. Greasy. Is it Levy? It's, who did it it's Levy, year? Riddick and Greasy. Right. So I feel sorry for them. Oh, who's going to watch them no, when we nobody. can, when we can listen to the Manning brothers, give each other shit on ESPN too. Now, do you think they'll be critical of players? I think I think Peyton Manning will be spectacular, and Eli will be just a bonus, whatever he is. Chances are he'll be better than I expect. Oh, my God. You know, the Monday night booth with the, the Tessitore-Witten-Booger thing was a disaster. Um, and then I actually thought that the – group last year levy riddick and greasy right you just said yeah "Yeah, i thought they were better yeah better levy levy to me is extremely pedestrian might be a nice guy very pedestrian but less annoying than tessator well i was test neutral I was oh, one of the God, few guys. I was not test neutral. <laughs> I was one of the, I was one of the few guys who was anti-tess. test neutral. <laughs> I am anti test and anti Van Gundy. But I, I'll tell you what these these NBA finals. Sometimes I never do this, but I'm like I, I might have to turn the sound. down. You don't like Van Gundy? Him. Oh, I can't stand. Why him. not? He's funny as because shit. And no, he's not. He's not funny, and he's got 15 different rules ideas. If he uh. wants a different game, let him go, you know, create a different game. Back to the Manning brothers. Yes. 
wow, there's no one's going to watch and Monday Night Football I know. on ESPN. I know. And and here's the thing. ESPN likes Manning because his Peyton's Places did wonders for their over-the-top oh, streamer, yeah. ESPN Plus, which is the future. So Peyton's got a production company called Omaha Productions. How funny is that? <laughs> and so well, this so this you, deepens you that relationship. Ten games? Ten ten, yeah, ten games for now, and there's still the details being flushed out. My first thought as a sports radio uh, pr- producer, uh, pr- uh, what, what am I saying? A sports radio executioner, as somebody who slings the hash, shit. I've got another game I have to watch of the same game because so much of sports radio, isn't it, Kevin? Talking oh, about what is. the fucking announcer said last night. So we'll get callers going, did you hear what Peyton, Peyton Manning said? I'm like, no, I was watching the other channel. Right. Well, I mean, you can only do what you can do when you're slinging the hash, but I think we're going to start on the deuce. I think that that's I know. the default. I know. I think we will for sure – Start on the deuce. All right, real oh quick God, on the golf fantastic. on the golf front. Did it, did the British Open do anything for you? Because it didn't do much for me, and I love Colin Morikawa, but it lacked lead changes. It lacked weather, and it just the course was meh. But it happened. Well, because you're you're such a golf geek and the biggest golf geek that I know and have known um, for my professional life. Um, let me just tell you that I, I did I did watch some of it. I agree with you. I didn't think it was very good. But here locally, and I'm sure you were following this, we had the U.S. Girls Junior, the USGA Girls Junior, where the number one ranked women's amateur and girls amateur, Rose Zhang, who's going to Stanford next year, Zabe. Yeah. Hang with me played and won in a thrilling um, final day 36-hole event at a place you're familiar with, Columbia Country Club in Chevy Chase. So I saw some of it, and I watched some of it, and then I was interspersing the Open throughout the weekend. Um, It was 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 the last – no, no, it's uh, it's the last item on my list with you tonight, and that is how do you feel about a teenage girl shooting 62 – on your home course, oh, so you which knew, is you which is really, really exacting. I don't give a shit how far the tees were. 62. That, well, that Zay, makes me want to quit golf. <laughs> first of all, she hits it 275, 280. Oh, God. Um, and the girl who, who she beat, um, Bailey Davis, who I actually had on my podcast today, she hits it 280, 290. Oh, great. So they weren't playing, you know, the, the typical women's tees. They were playing sort of a blended. Well, they know, play 6,500? 60, you know, it played like 62, 6,300. Okay. But you still, you, know you got to hit shots. You got to make putts. You got to, yeah, you got to not right. chunk it out of the rough. So the guys that, that, that I know, good friends of mine that watched that round said she lipped out four birdie putts. Could have easily been 58. They literally lipped out. Could have been 58. <laughs> Could have been 58. <laughs> All right. Kevin, wish me luck to, tonight at the Deer District, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you, bud. All right. Enjoy, and, um, and you give me a topic for tomorrow. There you go. Very good. See, See you, bud. Hmm. Wonder what that topic is. Maybe it's the topic of who would you take? Durant, who would you take? Either Giannis or Luca or anyone else you want in the league.
factoring for injuries, age, and douchebaggery. All right, quickly on the Olympics before we're done today. So apparently the beds, the cardboard beds, are not anti-sex beds. The Olympic organizers said that they are sustainable cardboard beds, and that's why they're cardboard. There was also a gymnast who was jumping up and down on one of them and said, see, these things are plenty sturdy. So I hate it when a good story turns out to be not true. I wish I just said, you know what? This is a good story. I'm going to hope it's true, but it doesn't really matter. Let's just go with it. They did say it holds up to 440 pounds. So that should be plenty enough for two, and I go, 440, huh? It's a 250-pound dude and a 190-pound woman, and that guy could be giving her on that cardboard bed. I'm not so sure that would accommodate everyone, but as Olympians in far better shape, other than, say, a sumo wrestler hooking up with a women's shot putter, the beds will probably be fine. Not so fine is the corporate fallout in Japan where Toyota said four days before the games, that's it, Jerry. I'm out. They pulled all their advertising, and the CEO of Toyota Motor Company will not be at the games because the games over there are about as popular as genital herpes. Some 70% nearly of Japanese citizens say, why are we doing this? Now, maybe the checks have already cleared from Toyota. Even still, it's a black eye just four days before. We got more Olympians testing positive, opting out, dropping out. I mean, Zach Levine was left behind because he's in protocol for Team USA in basketball. Who knows if he'll join them eventually, but still, not a good look. I think by the time these games are over, with all the protocols... And with all the dropouts and the weird results and somebody's going to get DQ'd because of COVID, no fans in the stands, oh, it's going to be really, really bad. And you won't have Toyota associated with it because their CEO is like, oh, shit, everyone hates these games here. Say we shouldn't have had them. So uh, what do we do? Cancel. 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 All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for downloading and being a loyal ZabeCast listener. Buckle up for what could be a wild ride these next 24, 48 hours for yours truly. I will try to keep the moneymaker. Keep the moneymaker as well protected as possible during what could be a long and amazing night of drinking, celebrating, and whooping it up with the faithful here in Milwaukee. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored 
is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required.